Hi, everybody, and welcome to Phillies Backstage. I'm Tom Burgoyne, joined by John Brazier, my pal, partner in crime. John, uh, we're making history today. Well, not really history. History has been made two other times. But this is the third time we're making history because we have a guest on who we've already had. Uh, he's going to join the ranks of Day, um, Scott Brander and, Dan and Scott Brander. Well, it's history in the sense that it's the first non-Phillies employee, employee. Correct. that's been on the third time. Correct. Right. Um, it's Dave Shaw. Welcome back, Dave. Thank you. So, what elite company I'm in. <laughs> and if you, haven't, if you didn't hear Dave the first time, uh, Dave is a, the biggest Phillies fan living in England. Uh, he's the host of UK uh, Phillies podcast. And on Twitter, he's at UK Phillies baseball. But basically, Dave. Well, well, and also, Tom, just. He is, has the, uh, and correct me on this, uh, but I think he has the largest Twitter following, social media following of any uh, international um, team for fan for a, for a team. Doesn't surprise in me. In any of the four major sports. Absolutely. Doesn't right? surprise That's me. Correct. Certainly correct. the biggest yeah, in baseball, yeah, is, but yeah. I think in all of the sports. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we had you on uh, a few months ago, I guess, Dave, and... Um, uh, you know, just again with your story, you know, you came to a Phillies game uh, in 2012 um, after you were just, you know, touring around the country, went to your first baseball game. It was here at Citizen Bank Park. That's right. And fell in love with the not only uh, baseball, but the Phillies, right? Instantly. 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 Chase Utley hit a home Chase, run that Chase, night. Yep, yep. Uh, on his first <laughs> back back from injury, yep. the place went just, just crazy. Like I can, like I said in the story, I could tell Chase was a big deal. Everyone had him on the back of his jersey. Looking around, like everyone's get on their feet, going crazy when he came to the uh, came to the plate, and then yeah, the home run and the place was rocking, and it was like <laughs> wow, and the ball landed literally 50 feet away from me. I was like, did did what what's going on right now? You and you knew nothing about baseball, nothing, absolutely nothing, except I knew that moment was a big deal, and that was something quite special. I love that. And, uh, and, well, it it's reminds still my favorite. It reminds story. me, we there's a band from England that you all know, it's uh, World Party. And there's a guy, Carl Wallinger, right? Carl Wallinger is the lead singer. I took him to a, he came to a game. He's from, I think, from Wales, maybe, or somewhere in Great Britain. And he was asking me all these questions, and it was, it was great. I loved it. He goes, I, he said, John, what is that yellow pole over there? And I said, that's the, that's the foul pole. He's like, why is so negative? How come you don't call it a fair pole? I'm like, well, I don't know. That's a good question, right? And he said, what's that old, why is that old sod right there wearing a uniform on the field? I'm like, that, he's a third base coach. He's like, yeah, but why is he on the field? He's not a player, is he? <laughs> Interesting perspective. Yeah. You know? So, Dave, again, uh, you're back. But, and, uh, you know, we're coming off uh, a big – a couple weeks ago um, – uh, Baseball hosted the uh, London series. Yes. Cardinals versus Cubs. Where were you? Tell us uh, all about it and uh, how fired up London got. Oh, wow. It blew any expectations. So I was there in 2019 for the Red Sox Yankees series, which which was awesome. And then COVID struck. And all, now, but all that was at a different. That was, was that at Wembley? Where was it? No, that, that was at oh, Olympic that was Stadium as well. Yep. Still at Olympic Stadium, yep, which is right. where uh, West Ham, West Ham, West Ham play. And that's East London. East London, Stratford. Yep. Yeah, a real up and coming area. So the area itself, just around the stadium, is, is beautiful. Really nice. Uh, it's been, well, nearly 10 years renovation now around there. So it's, and the stadium is perfect. They couldn't do it in London or Tottenham uh, because it's just too small. And you can't really walk around. The London Stadium is just, it's perfect. It really is. And the momentum was all lost after 2019 because of COVID. And then we're literally back to square one. So there's the Cubs card series felt like we're back. And now we carry the momentum to 
next year for the the Phil's Mets. But it's the best way to describe it is it's a festival, and it's it's unique and it's special, and it's it, it it's not just the two games. It's London goes all out like. London can do one thing amazing. It's putting on sporting events, big, big sporting events. And Trafalgar Square was all decked out in, in for baseball. They called it the Trafalgar Square Takeover. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they had interactive batting cages. They had foods from both ball, ball clubs, from uh, St. Louis, from Chicago, merchandise stalls. They had big guests. Uh, Ryan Howard, uh, J-Roll were there. They were doing some, inter some swings, home run derby. And it was just... It's the big screen showing the games as well it, during during the weekend. It was just incredible. And I heard that the Cubs had their own bar, like they had a designated yes, they, area they, that was they, a Cubs they, bar. They, they took, took over, over. They, right yeah, right outside. Trafalgar was that pre set up or did it just happen organically? No, the Cubs like set it up themselves. Okay, so I got you. the good thing for us, we've got the we already have one. The Youngs, yeah, which, right. and you've got three of them. We've got four of them technically. You've got one in Stratford, which is oh, I didn't. So he house. expanded. Wow. Yeah. JP Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, they've just opened one, literally, I think it was yesterday, they had the opening party for one in Battersea. Okay. Uh, Waterloo is the biggest one, a real, real Philly dive bar feel to it. It's underneath Waterloo Station, there's mm. like a row of, of bars and breweries there. They're in there, very dark, your typical dive bar experience, but all decked out in Philly sports. It's, it's incredible, always showing Philly baseball, or for any, any Philly sport in general. And cheesesteaks. Cheesesteaks are legit. They're as good. You've, you've, you, yeah. I, I had the cheesesteak. I, yeah, I was over there when the Eagles played the Jaguars. Yeah. And, and Dave, so do you get the sense uh, now, um, just for the series from the other, uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals, that fans, is it Londoners? Is it Englanders? Is it a lot of people come over from the States? It's a lot of both. It's, mm -hmm. you know, when I, when I flew out here on Tuesday, there was a lot of uh, Cubs and Cards at Heathrow flying back, so I was getting to talk to them and their experiences of the the weekend, and they were all blown away. And there were there were thousands that flew over from Chicago and St. Louis. And it adds to the authenticity, it adds to the atmosphere. It's great, you know. They're they're getting involved. Then you had a lot of you had a lot of Londoners, but you had a lot of Europeans as well, because baseball's big in the Netherlands, Germany, Czech Republic, yep. Italy, and you you saw. Baseball shirts worn from mm. or, or, like Italian, yeah. you know, the World Baseball Classic Italy shirts were there. Uh, Israel, everybody was represented. Yeah. So it really adds to that unique atmosphere and experience. Now, last time we talked, we talked about the difference between how the pregame celebration in a normal situation uh, for an English sporting event and an American sporting event. Whereas, as you know, an American sporting event, uh, we're looking, we're in the ballpark now. You can look out at the parking lots and it'll be packed yep. and people barbecuing, tailgating, right? Whereas over in England, for the most part, if it's a soccer game, football game, whatever, or a rugby game or cricket match, they are basically in the pubs. In the They're pubs. in their own different yep. pubs. Yep. And then they wait. They're in the pubs till game time and they spill out of the pubs and go right into the stadium. Now, was that the same for the London series? So it was, but it was, uh, again, it was really unique. Uh, so there's some, there's some excellent bars just outside the stadium where every, it, it, all fans of all teams were there. Like every single team in the MLB was represented. The, the Cubs, majority, they, majority, they had so many fans. They sort of did take over, but everyone just got along, you know, drinking beers, drinking, uh, eating good food, making so many new friends. It, and then we went to Pashyank beforehand as well. So the Phillies will, the Phillies will have so many bars to take over ready <laughs> and then everyone just contrasends on onto the stadium when you're in they've got 
they set it up really well around the outskirts of the stadium. There's just tons and tons of bars, fast food. Again, all St. Louis and Chicago-based, massive yard-long hot dogs and just food you wouldn't get anywhere else except if an American sporting event came yeah, over. That's pretty you know, cool that they really got the, the food over there. That's right. Really so Philly, hopefully, you know, as we mentioned, cheesesteaks, J.P. Teddy, who's the owner of Passionk Avenue, already has that covered. Will crab you know, fries be over there? Tricky uh, well, Maybe John. Like, yeah. Hey, Pete is very yeah. uh, entrepreneurial, so you know he's going to do something like Luke's. that. Soft pretzels. You know, wouldn't be Philadelphia without soft yeah. pretzels, right? Yeah. Well, you need some water, as you say, water ice. Water ice. Water, water ice. But the, um, the Cubs and the cars both brought their chefs over. So they oh. had them cooking out, giving ideas beforehand, and then they were in the stadium as well. It's behind some of the stalls. Wow, you get teeth over well. here. Yep. Oh, it sounds great. And I know in the uh, stands, they separate the crowd, right? So like half is Cardinals and half no, that's are Cubs? So, well, they do that in, they do that in I know football they do games that, yeah, for, football, yeah. for safety reasons. No, but I thought they did it with the baseball, no? No, not, not really. You had like the Cubs fans descended mid mainly behind the dugout and okay. the cards were mainly behind the cards dugout but everybody was mixing everybody else was everybody mixed. was okay. mixing which added to the, the atmosphere you know and there was a lot of friendly banter you know especially between cubs and cards uh, i had some mets fans sat sat near us and it was just some friendly. who invited them yeah i know i know <laughs> too many mets fans. I mean, should they be ashamed right now to be in public uh, yeah, i know yeah <laughs> well and you mentioned uh you know a lot of the countries who have baseball so they're knowledgeable obviously the u.s fans who are coming over to watch the game it, you know isn't it crazy Baseball's been around for 140 years, and you would think, and and the way that uh, England and the U.S. have, you know, when it comes to pop culture and movies and music, it, it's weird that baseball hasn't translated right. in 140 years. But do you get the sense that uh, England folks are just are, are just as knowledgeable about the game? Or are they still getting there? Are they still learning it? Good, it's a good mix. Again, mm -hmm. like for myself and then for. The teams, a lot of fans of other teams who who know the sport, their knowledge is as good as you'll get anywhere, mm. anywhere in the world. Um, but there was a lot of new people there. You could see people were there for the first time, a lot of newcomers, which is great because at the end of the day, we're trying to leave a legacy. Um, we're trying to get grow the game. We're trying to get new fans into sport. And there's nothing better than getting bums on seats and then watching it in the flesh. And I was trying to talk to some people who were there for the first time, and th they loved it. Yeah. They, they loved it. They sort of were grasping the basics of what was going on. They couldn't believe how much there was to the game, which they loved as well. And it was it was just a, a great experience, a, a great atmosphere. The games were, well, the game one wasn't too good. Game two was a bit closer. Yeah. But it was, uh, it's just a festival. It's just a yeah. festival. I forget, are you a cricket fan? Like, how do you, were you a cricket fan at all? Uh, the Ashes is on right now, and I'm, which is England, a big rival, England, Australia. Yep. Uh, well, I'll follow that. And I'm, I'm more of a fan of the short form of, the, of cricket. But I'm just wondering whether, like, if you're an, uh, from England and you're, and you're a big cricket fan, you know, obviously baseball is similar, right? That's got tons of differences, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering whether, they're, whether that's helped kind of people understand so. a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think people know that you have to have patience with the game. Yep. Like cricket, cricket, you got to have something you can play for five days. Yeah, they complain about our for, for draw. The, the length <laughs> yeah. of our games. They get a three-day test match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, I think people know that you have a bit of patience with it. Um, I think the new rules have actually really helped mm. to, to engage new fans because the games are, are quicker now. Yep. And that does help, especially when we've got a watch at the middle of the night. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to bed at 2 a.m. instead of 3.30, <laughs> exactly. 4 a.m. as some games went yeah, on. Yeah. So that, that definitely helps as well. And Dave, I think it's interesting how you say we, you know, we want to put fans in the stands. We, you know, how much satisfaction uh, have did you, even just from last weekend, uh, to, to see 
you know, the spectacle of it. Do you gain some personal satisfaction? Like, you know what? I play a little bit of a part Big in time. this. Yeah. Big time. Big yeah. part. Big time, especially when you're having Philly fans and baseball fans sure. sort of recognizing who you are and the amount of people who didn't have caps of teams yet. I was like, you got, you got a team yet? You got a, you a family <laughs> team yet? No? Right. Welcome to the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, Dave. Take them nice. in. Take them in. Um, but no, the over, all of us talking, the overall opinion was for all of us who've been working hard, myself and people in the baseball, British baseball community, we're really just seeing it for 55,000 for both games. For, for, Cubs, for Cubs versus Cards, you know, two not really playoff chasing teams, both having a, a tough season. And we just thought next year is going to be electric because yeah. Philly, Philly fans travel well yeah, wherever sure. they go. And we know New York travel well as well. They're, they're going to come over, but the, the Philly takeover is going to be real next uh, Again, year. I was there for the Jaguars-Eagles game, and it was yeah. – uh, now, Jaguars have been playing there almost every year, but Eagles fans came. You couldn't yeah. walk – you walked in any neighborhood in London, and you saw Eagles jerseys everywhere. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, um, let's talk about – so, you know, it was pretty cool that baseball held out until uh, the Cards-Cubs series started, and yeah. they made the announcement, Phillies-Mets. Uh, what's that mean for you in terms June 8th of – uh, June 8th and 9th of uh, 2024. What's that mean for you in terms of uh, getting things done? You have a to-do list. Yeah, uh, you big know, time. What do you got to do? Big time. I've been – like, as I've, I'll say now and to everyone I've – spoken on social media any if anyone's got any questions anything they want to know just just drop me a dm on twitter or instagram or on the facebook group and i will do my best to help anybody out it means a lot to me personally to it's a dream come true it honestly is yeah and it's still quite surreal when i was sat there sunday watching the cubs cards thinking that's us next year that's going to be Bryce Harper. That'd be Carl Schwarber putting balls in the River Thames. You know, that, that, right. it's just... <laughs> Splash down. Yeah. Do they have that? Is, really? Can you hit a ball in no, the River? No, you can't. No, okay. Yeah, but, right. I mean, Schwarber's power, who knows? But. <laughs> well, and then they set up like home plate supposedly at, at the half field, right? That's right. It's uh, The way they transform the stadium is is so well done. And this year, compared to 2019, it was they've made a lot of improvements. So you didn't have the crazy scores of 17-15 like you had for the Red Sox-Yankees. This felt like a proper game, you know, proper scoring, some great defense on show, some great plays. You know, you both games had it all. Um, What's the field service? Is it grass or AstroTurf? It's sort of an AstroTurf, like the Jays have. It's, okay. it's that, sort of, that sort of feel to it, a bit AstroTurfy. Uh, so it's, it's the ball sort of dies or it bounces quite a bit more, but it's... And, and I know uh, white seats were uh, uh, a, a potential issue, I know, but I don't think it, it played no, any effect, No, not correct? at all. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And they'll be full of red next year anyway. Yes, it will fills, be. Yes, you know? it so will it's be. Gonna be it, it's so special. I say, it's just special. It's surreal. It's going to be crazy. It's not just the two games. It's the events surrounding that show. Sure. Uh, I know the Cubs and Cards both had meetups set up on the Friday and Thursday. They had all their broadcasters down there, all players down there. Uh, the, the, the public clubs took over. They had so much going on down there. And it, it's the same for the Phils next year. We're going to, like, if you can get here from, like, Wednesday onwards because we're planning events at Passion Avenue at both sites at, at Frisovia yeah. and Waterloo. It's going to be a great chance. It's the it's just going to be a festival. It's oh. the best way of putting it. Awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, my guess is we're, there's going to be Philly radio stations going down there. There's going to be a media row. There's going to be a celebrities. There's going to be a different events. I know we had several employees came to watch and see what the Cubs and Cardinals did to kind of learn from that. And I know, you know the Phillies are very good about throwing a 
party and throwing events. So, Well, I actually watched uh, the Sunday game with the Fanatic, Dave. And nice. uh, he had some questions for you, actually. He saw, uh, I guess, you know, they do the pres- the mascot race and the president's Did down you, you see that? Yeah. But, yes, yeah, <laughs> so uh, tell me about that. They had a, a mascot race, and it was a, like the king and the queen Fr- and the royal Freddie, guard. Or? Freddie Mercury. <laughs> oh, Freddie Mercury? Henry VIII. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher was another one. And, and then it, was it Royal Guard? Uh, guy, like a guy, you know, no, one of the guards with the big mean. black hats? Or? He was meant to be someone famous as well, but oh. I, I can't think. I think they're the King Charles as well. Like the basic, massive overgrown heads. And yeah, yeah, legs yeah. Wandering Admiral around. Halsey. Yeah, Admiral <laughs> Halsey, yeah. So I hope they're not expecting the Fanatic to run, John, because, you know, I, I, he's not, uh, he needs to drop a few LBs before yeah. he goes to uh, England. But I did see, and we both saw that uh uh, Clark from the Cubs and Fred Bird from uh, St. Louis were over there, They're right? They both were there. Did yep, you yep. see them over there? Yeah, or? they were there. So I was lucky enough to be in uh, the VIP bit for a while, which is right on the scoreboards where they were doing the DJ stuff and both mascots were in. Both teams had a celebrity singing Take Me Out to the Ballpark at, okay. at, at the seven-inning stretch. Which who, was, do you remember who they were? Bill Murray, obviously. Bill Murray was... Yeah, uh, I'm sure Bill Murray. Uh, Eddie Vedder was a big Cubs huh. fan. Who was yeah. it? I, I, oh, yeah, he is. I, I would have been awesome if he was. If he was, uh, I can't think who it was. It was a Cards, really famous Cards fan that I can't hmm. think who it was. It's just going to annoy me. Hmm. I'd had a few drinks by. <laughs> so how how how? I have a couple of about the stadium itself. How tall are the walls? Like how do they seem like high high they walls? They raise them, yeah. So actually, the Philly is very similar in terms of the left field and right field walls. Okay, that's that was pretty much the height as well. Um, and then is there a retractable roof? Because obviously it rains no, a lot in no. London. So That's my one worry. <laughs> do, they have, do they have rain? I mean, I know there's a day off uh, before. There's a day off on Friday. I think even on Thursday. But I, there, there's probably a day off on Monday, I imagine. That's probably why it's a two-game yep. series, just for weather contingencies. Yeah, the Friday was uh, the, the, their batting practice. So, again, that's open to the public ticketed so again if you're coming early look out for the announcements because it's it's an opportunity I'll be putting things out there we're given a certain allocation um, so both teams take to the field do a batting practice do a bit of fun with the media it's like a media slash yeah. batting practice day at the same time again great fun and that's the day before so if it's a game on Saturday that was on Friday that was on Friday okay. yeah that's Friday yeah it's an, it's an all afternoon thing from yeah. like 11 till 5 all afternoon. So, so uh, I know I was watching the broadcast. Tim Kirchin was uh, doing some reports, and he he was mentioning that the players all had an opportunity to um, visit the sites. Like a lot yeah, of these guys. Yeah, it was it yeah, was crazy you know? seeing the, 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 some of the Cubs guys. They, I know Wainwright. It was cards. It was Wainwright and, the, and one of the players on top of a double decker bus, and they were doing some. They make them try some traditional British food like yeah, chocolate yeah. pies and but yeah the they had kidney all sorts pies. while they were going underneath the Tower of London yeah. on top of a double decker bus you know and so is that like on Thursday like do they arrive on Thursday and have a little like when would they have I know the Thursday's time? a day off so they probably get down they probably fly out Wednesday night yeah. get in Thursday and then I guess yeah it'll be a night flight over yeah, yeah. so they'll play Wednesday fly out I imagine they'll put both teams home for that Wednesday so do you think, will we have some more scheduled double headers just because Possibly, uh, yeah. we're going to have some built-in days Yeah, off? I, know our, yeah. I know our schedule's coming out in a couple okay. weeks. Yep. Uh, all right, so the other question is now, uh, Tom, have you, I forget, have you been to London? No, no. Oh, so can't first wait. time. And, ah, Fanatic's, and Fanatic's never been to London. And he, Fanatic's so, never uh, been there. He's so fired up. Dave, if you're going to come out to London, like obviously with all the different baseball activities in the game, right? But, if, but most of the people coming out are coming to London for the first time. Now, 
I've got my own preferences as far as things that I like to do, but uh, you know, if you're an American, you got to see the London Tower, London, right? Tower, London. You got to see Westminster Abbey, Westminster right? Westminster Abbey. The good thing is they're all pretty close, close. together as well, it, and everywhere is so accessible. Buckingham Palace. So it's a walking. You can walk. You to could those. walk. Yeah, uh-huh. you can. You can easily walk it. But the the tube system is is fantastic. Tubes every two three minutes. Okay. It's so easy. Tap on, tap off with your card. You don't really need to pay for tickets anymore. It's Buses are very accessible. The, the transportation, even out, if you're on the outskirts, if you can't stay in central London, look on the outskirts because there's so many trains that can get you to London within right. 20 minutes. That's and it, it'll probably be a bit cheaper as well for, yeah, for that's people good more to know. on a budget. So yes. you got the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace. Well worth doing. Right? Yeah, well worth doing. Uh, what else? You got okay, You got uh, a lot of Hyde Park. You got a lot of the, some of the parks. Regis Park. St. James Park. 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 Swords, uh, Baker Street. Uh, if you like your Sherlock Holmes, Baker Street, yep. they've got that. Go shopping at Harrods. Shop at Har- Harrods. You could, yeah. Why, What's that, like the Macy's of That's uh, like London? the famous, uh, right. The member of Princess Di was uh, dating Dodie, right? That's right, that's and right. And Dodie's family owned oh, owns Harrods. Harrods, yeah. Okay. So you can start west, which is that sort of West London. So you can start there and then work your way in. Then you can do Victoria, Trafalgar Square, Buckingham Palace. Keep working your way along to Hyde Park and then... Uh, Piccadilly Circus, yep. Leicester Square, Covent Garden, Shaftesbury, all the theatre, land and area. That's really well worth If you're a music well. fan, you can go to Apple Records or uh, check uh, out Abbey, Abbey, Road, yeah, Abbey Road. And you can simulate the you know the walk along That's the That's right, on the Zebra Crossing. Crosswalk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that for the uh, the graphic for the, um, nice. the London series announcement. I had Bryce, uh, the fanatic Bryce Castellanos. Can you jam with the Stones? Can't jam with the Stones. No. <laughs> oh, if only. If only. Uh, but all, one of my favorites is actually the... Uh, the Churchill uh, bunkers, the uh, the bunker museum, oh, okay, yeah, where yeah. where basically Churchill was during the war itself, and that's fantastic if you're mm. a World War II buff. Uh, There's a lot of history. Monument, uh, Tower of London is well worth doing doing the tour, and even heading out towards Greenwich and that sort of area. Uh, Canary Wharf, very upcoming areas now as well. Uh, Greenwich, where the mean time is. Yep, you, and it's a lovely area. And Stratford itself is is really up and coming. London's really expanding, expanding out now. So you you can't. Really and you go, go on the Ferris oh, wheel. Oh, and, and Ted Lasso. Oh, that's right. Richmond, yes. Richmond, yeah. Richmond, yeah. Well worth heading. That's out funny. There. A lot of people will do. Where, where, well, where do you go? Is it like the pub that they shot there? It's or all the there. Stadium? Yeah, it's, oh. it's all there. This, the stadium is Crystal Palace, which is South London. Okay. Um, but everything else is is pretty much all built. So the River Thames. A lot of scenes were there. Oh. The pubs just around the corner. The, where he, where Ted lived, huh. uh, is all again. It's all in the same. We're within a half a mile of each other, yeah. and, it's, and it's a beautiful area as well. Richmond, That's like going to Boston and going to Cheers, right? You know, yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah. I, but I bet yeah. you a lot of people, were big Ted Lasso fans, would. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. I just. You know, last time we had you on, Dave, um, we were talking about how Chase Utley's over there and he's helping bring baseball to yep. England and internationally. Uh, did you have any uh, run-ins? Did you see him at all? He uh, was a busy man. Yeah, him I, and I was trying to catch J. Row and, and Ryan as well, but yep. they were they were. To be fair to them, they were in schools. They were doing all sorts in the communities again, mm. trying to giving away baseballs, giving away jerseys, uniforms, teaching them how to play the basics, uh, which was really good to see because again. To help them grow the game, you've got to get the kids in. Yeah. Um, a lot of the kids got in for free in schools into the game as well, which is great. Um, but they were they were really busy. They were on such tight schedules. So it was yeah. tough to catch them, but I'm hoping to get Chase in the podcast in the off-season as well. So that's yeah. going to be uh it's going to be great be for awesome. him, too. I mean, sure. now that yep. the Phillies are coming over, I mean, he's going to be, like you said, real busy next year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's excited because when I, when I saw him in October just gone, I said to him, 
you know, Phil's match, you know, it's, it makes sense. And he just, just looked at me and smiled and said, we'll see what we can do. And <laughs> nice. He knew. Uh, he, yeah, he knew. He knew. Yeah, I think he uh, knew. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So we've already given Dave a, a, a quiz when he was on last time, but you have another quiz. Yeah, but I think when we did the quiz, if I remember correctly, didn't I give you words like what they mean in England? I think it, in English or in yeah, over the country of England. I don't, so, but I have a quiz that I, I don't think we gave you a t-shirt. Did we give you a t-shirt? Back, I, backstage yeah, Lauren I, mean, I have one yeah 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 did. all right well you know what well then Lauren will win a shirt <laughs> if you get uh, six of eight okay no six pressure. of eight but it's it should be pretty easy and this is uh, the quiz is born in Great Britain or America and it's born so there's some a little tricky because oh. some might be born okay. okay you might think that they're English or somewhere from Great Britain hey before we start the quiz let's hit the theme song hit it Thanks for the visit, let's get down to business Now here's your chance to show how much you really know He might get grumpy if he can't stop you with Brazier's Quiz Alright, now we're ready, John. Jenny, you're making me nervous. <laughs> yeah, I need you need the theme of Skip. We need Skip, right? Need skip Sandenberg. And uh, also, we got to say thanks to uh, Clothing Scott. Clothing Scott for B2 the Unlimited, thanks, who's uh, giving us the t-shirts. Awesome. Alright, six out of eight. This is Here born, born in Great Britain or America. Okay, so you got a 50-50 chance on both. You have eight questions. You got to get All six right. out of eight in order for Lauren this. to get a t-shirt. All right. We got this. We, First we got one this. is Christian Bale, born in Great Britain or America. Christian Bale. I'll let, let you use Lawrence, and she has uh, a vested interest in this. You can use her for one lifeline, okay, but only one lifeline, no, no facial expressions. So is Christian Bale, was he born in Great Britain or is he born in America? Why do I feel... He's, he's trying he's to look at Lauren is not, I think he's I think he's British. I think uh, he's born in Britain. Born in Britain. Bang. Haverford West? I don't know, never heard oh, of Wales. it. Is that Wales? Yeah, Wales, Okay, yeah. Hereford yeah. West. All right, ready? Peter Dinklage. You know who Peter Dinklage is? Game of Thrones, he's the... Uh, yeah, no, this is... He, no, I'm pretty sure he's born in America. Born in America. Two for two, New two Jersey. Two. All right, how about this one? Renee Zellweger. Bridget Jones. Oh, I know, but... <laughs> Bridget Jones, oh, Renee she's, Zellweger. She's in so many British movies, it would make sense. I'm going to say British... Born in Britain? No, she's from Texas. Ah. Texas girl. All right, you are two for three. All right, how about this one? Uh, Idris Elba. Idris oh. Elba, who is Stringer Bell in uh, one of the greatest shows of all time, The Wire. Yeah, he's born in Britain. Uh, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. London. All right. You're, Hopefully the next James Bond. All right, you're three for really? four. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they're, yeah. they're trying. They're, gonna, they're really trying to get okay. him. I don't understand James Bond. He dies in the hey, last you, in the last one. Sorry, are you kidding the movie, me? You just, the movie was five years gotta, ago. <laughs> he just ruined it for every fan James Bond fan. But it was five years ago. Well, and I, I don't understand. I thought right there the series should be it's over. It's just like Doctor Who. They just keep coming back. I don't. I don't uh, agree with that. It's I know. It's it's kind of like the fanatic had a nephew. Maybe he'll Bond will like be <laughs> he disappeared. Maybe Jimmy Bond, right? Jack Bond, somebody. I don't know. All right, here we go. You are you are three for four. You're on your way. Come on. Okay. How about Anya Taylor Joy? Do you know who she is? No. She was in Queen's Gambit. Yeah. You ever see Queen's Did Gambit? You ever see Queen's Gambit? Great show on. Uh, no. Stream was that HBO? All right. If you didn't, if you don't know who this person is, she's she's getting a lot of roles. Uh, so let's disqualify that. one. We'll disqualify that one. Uh, I can I can she? I can add another one. Add another. Yeah. Add, I'll add, add another one. one. In. Want... All right. Amy Winehouse. Oh, British. Yeah, that's yeah. an easy Bang. one. She's London. All right. So All she's right. got four out of five. How about 
Jillian Anderson. Do you know who she is? X Files. Yeah, X Files. Yeah, Jillian she, I Anderson. I in America. You are right. You're doing pretty good. All right, yeah, you yeah. got two more. <laughs> two more. <laughs> two more. Ready? You got to get palms one of these. Palms are sweating. Marcus Mumford. From Mumford, Mumford and Sons. Sons? He's yeah. English. Yeah, born, born, in, born in Britain. Bang. He was born in Yorba Linda, California oh, and no. moved to UK when he was six months years old. That's, six months old. That's oh. a, that was a trick question. So now we're down to the last. <laughs> He's got to get the last gotta one. He's got to get this I'm question Mumford, right. Mumford I threw Sons a little fun. wrench into the... Uh, yeah, that's a trick. That I, just a trick saw, I just saw Marcus Mumford perform in uh, spring training huh. down right near the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. Oh, uh, they're awesome. That. Yeah, brilliant, I'm brilliant. a big fan too. Uh, all right, last For one. The t-shirt. Oh, Here, drum roll, please. <laughs> all right, Hugh Laurie, who from House. You know Hugh Laurie? Yeah. Uh, you, you haven't used your lifeline yet. Yeah. We're going British. He is British Dang. from from Cambridge. <laughs> and Lauren wins a T-shirt. Nice job, Lauren. <laughs> Good all help right. there. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap this up. Dave, thanks well, for coming wrap it on up again. With Dave, but we're going to come back because yeah. we have some international stories. We to have tell international once stories. Once we let Dave, I have to get Dave a T-shirt and uh, take a little time out. Thanks for coming back, Dave. Thank and, you for uh, me on. We can't so wait to see you next year, man. And uh, maybe we'll see it before then. But we cannot wait to uh, see you in London in June. Can't can't and you're going to join our podcast when we're out there. And I'm only saying that Absolutely. because when someone says, "John, you're not going to London," I'm like, "I have to because uh, we have Dave coming on the podcast." <laughs> gonna, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like a plan, John. Thanks again, Thank Dave. Thanks for having me on, and guys, we'll see you in London, and hopefully, see many of you listening in London next year. Sounds All good. Right. Be right. Cheers. 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 And we're back. Philly's backstage, John. I uh, really, I feel like I should be booking my flight uh, today, and I just want to go now. I know. <laughs> well, I right. I, I need to go talk to Jill and say we need to book this. We just I had Dave know. on, and I'm all excited. I want to bring my family over. Uh, I have two kidneys. I figured I'll sell one of them, so that should finance part of the trip. Right. And uh, so one kidney. That's all you need, right, John? That's all you need. And Tom, <laughs> as you know, I just got back from Greece. Uh, I was in Europe uh, a couple oh, weeks right. ago. You were doing some international travel. Took my daughter and wife, and it was my daughter's first trip to Europe. I Jill, saw those pictures on Facebook. Very Jill's jealous. first uh, trip to Greece, and it was spectacular. We went to you know, where uh, Mamma Mia was filmed, Skopelos, and then we went to Santorini where you see in all the restaurants. Yeah, it's the I most beautiful yeah. place. But uh, it just reminded me that I was there uh, in 1997 uh, with Scott Rowland, actually. Scott Rowland uh, was just completed his second year and the funny story is uh, we go over there and um, this is before cell phones. So basically he was calling his first time in Europe. He was calling home on a cell phone from like wherever we were, right? He'd call home to his parents in Indiana. And I guess by that we were going island hopping. So we went to Naxos, went to this island, um, Mykonos, and then we get to Santorini. By the time we got to Santorini. And you guys were off the grid. Totally off the grid because, again, right. there's no cell phones back no then. Cell no phones. internet, no anything. Yep. So we um, – so by the time we get to Santorini, we had met up with this big group, international group, South Africa, Australia, English, all these different people that couldn't care who Scott Rowland was because he wasn't – if he was a rugby player or a cricket player or a tennis player or a soccer player, right, right. they would have been sure. all over him. But he, but he was a baseball player. So uh, he had – I guess we were out, you know, having fun with all these people. He went four days without calling home, right? right? So – I remember he said, uh, I got to call home. I, I haven't called home in a long time. So he goes into the uh, village of whatever, Santorini, and finds a payphone, 
comes back and says, oh, my God, I won the gold glove. I said, what do you mean you won the gold glove? Ken Kim and Eddie always wins the gold glove. He said, I won the gold glove. So now I'm thinking of all the radio stations that are calling me yeah. who don't know that I'm in Greece. Right. And the media are trying to find Scott. They don't know he's in Greece. I remember when that and, went down. And they, they called. Nobody could find know, Scott Rowland they, they to called, tell him that he won the gold glove. They called the manager, which I guess was what, Terry Francona. They called the Ed Wade. They called no. uh, Kevin Sefcik and Rico Broni and all of his Buddies, did they, they call, call the call agents the, the pub in Greece that uh, you guys were probably at? <laughs> no, but, they, but I remember they called their parents, and the parents were like, "Oh, he's in Greece. Right. Oh, good, good. Where? How can we get a hold of him? I don't know. Is he in Athens? I don't know. Is he in a hotel? I don't know. How do you know? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. when he calls home, then we'll know. So I'm, I'll never forget. We go out that night. We're in a uh, Santorini, some bar. We got like twelve people again, all international people. And this guy Brad says, "All right, mates, raise a toast to Scotty Rowland. He won the gold glove. I don't know what the." Blank, a gold glove is made, but congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea what a gold no glove was. No idea a gold glove. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so oh, it was a little different experience this time. Well, and that's pretty cool. See, you get to travel around with, you know, big hotshot MLB players, future Hall of, or Hall of Famers, and uh, I, I travel with the Fanatics. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> who's sharing. In the, who's in the mascot Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, yeah, but sharing a, have you ever shared a bathroom no, with uh, I know the Fanatics? Stinks. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Yeah, and, uh, you know, sometimes you go and – there's only one bed. It, just think planes, trains, and automobiles with John Candy and right. Steve Martin. Or, uh, uh, yeah, with Steve Martin. And well, also the it, fanatic gets no respect internationally because correct. I do know that he went to Australia, correct? <laughs> yeah. And I know the Cubans weren't very happy with no, him. Cuba, and, that's, and my mom's Cuban. Al- so Almost started an international incident. That year. That's right. You have a good memory, John. Oh, that was Australia. You know, because it was like the mid-'90s when Major League Baseball um, really got aggressive with um, trying to expand internationally. Um, and so they kind of did, fe- uh, you know, Dave was talking about a festival atmosphere. They, they, they went to different countries to set up um, like a fan fest festival experience. And so they brought the Fanatic to all these different countries. So it was a great experience. Of course, I got to go with them, which was great. Uh, but yeah, the Australia one was crazy. Australia is one of those countries kind of new to baseball, not like Cuba, who was the big powerhouse international team. And, but they've um, had major leaguers. I mean, Grant Balfour yes. and... Yep. Yeah, they have. Um, but uh, the Fanatic worked the tournament, and uh, everybody was enjoying the Fanatic. And it came down to, amazingly enough, Australia made the finals against Cuba. And uh, the morning of the game, uh, they had a meet. Cuba officials met with the MLB officials, and they said if the green mascot is, a, is out there uh, on the field at any point, uh, we're forfeiting. We're, we don't want the mascot. It distracts our players. Hmm. That's what the Cuba officials told uh, the MLB. And uh, the Fanatic wasn't happy about it. He was like, right. yeah, but he'd been having a great time. So they came to a little um, – uh, they, they kind of came to a compromise. The Fanatic was able to be out there during the pregame, but the two times he was going out there between innings uh, to do routines uh, wasn't allowed. Had to so, be in the stands. Had to be in the stands. So uh, the Fanatic, again, wasn't real happy. It was pregame before the final game, and the game's about and, to start. The Fanatic's not good about <laughs> rules either. He doesn't like rules. And uh, so there was the Fanatic sta- just before the game started, arms crossed, staring at the uh, Cuban uh, coaches. There were like three or four coaches and uh, wouldn't leave the field. And he had it arranged where some security came and forcefully removed the Fanatic from right. the field and uh, kicking and screaming. And uh, I just remember, yeah, in the fifth inning, he wasn't uh, in the stands for his routine. He climbed this 
this flagpole that had a stage on like like midway up the flagpole, and he he climbed this thing in a dress and did Aretha Franklin's respect because he thought he wasn't getting lack of the respect, respect. Yeah. lack of respect. But uh, that was it. And it's, it turns out Australia beat Cuba in the final because of the fanatic. Because of the fanatic. And I just remember, you know, the parties in Australia were great because it was a huge win for them to knock off Cuba. Now, tell us about uh, the. I know the fanatic also went to Europe because we were talking about obviously Philly's playing there next year. But I uh, went to Rotterdam. Yeah, Rotterdam. That was that was interesting. I mean, uh, they are one of the countries that's been playing baseball. The for Netherlands a long is very time. good, right? Yeah, long time. Have there been a lot of players? Dutch players, though, John? Sure, yeah, the especially from the Dutch Antilles. Yeah. So if, if you remember, obviously, Andrew Jones. Oh, Andrew Jones, right. Yeah, right? That's no, true. they've got that's a lot of players. That's the one guy I can think of. But, uh, yeah, that was a great trip. You know, it's, it's it was a really small ballpark. You were allowed to roll in your own kegs, John. Could you imagine coming to a game or going to an Eagles game or a Phillies game and being able to bring in a keg to the game? Hmm. So uh, I thought that – the Fanatic thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so they all thought the Fanatic was hilarious, you know. Um, no chicken wire because the Fanatic made a trip to Central uh, Mexico and did the Mexican Winter League one year, <laughs> right. and uh, they had chicken wires. It was like the Blues Brothers movie, right. you know? Yeah, it's yeah, like they walk into bottles. the bar, yeah. and the Fanatic walks into the stadium. He's like, uh, <laughs> he looks at me. I'm like, I had to talk to the people at the game. I'm like, what's with the chicken wire? Well, right. they don't like you. Yeah. you know? I was like, uh-oh, hey, yeah. Fanatic. You better, both uh, kinds of music. <laughs> Country and, and Western. Western. <laughs> yeah, but, well, uh, so when you're in the Netherlands, though, is there a green light district in honor of the Fanatic? <laughs> No, the fanatic did not go to the Green Light District, John. No, no. Uh, he was on a boat trip in uh, Amsterdam, though, because he did go to roll it over to Amsterdam and saw kind of the red, the red hue of the lights from the canal. Sure, but, uh, he never made it up there. Now yeah. the fanatic's also been to obviously the fanatic is from the Galapagos Islands, so technically he's from he's been to South America. He's been to South America, yeah, um, and Japan. Was Japan. He's been several to Asia times, quite a bit of time. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Does he like? Does he like Japan? It, it's great. I don't know how much they like him. No, they love him. Uh, but the first time over there, John, Tokyo Dome, never forget it. Uh, the fanatic goes into the crowd. Now, that's generally what the fanatic does. He's in the crowd. He's messing with people. Their mascots do not do that. They literally, after a home run is hit in, uh, in Japan baseball, the guy trots around the bases. When he reaches home plate, the mascot will give them a stuffed a doll of hmm. their character, and before the player goes into the dugout, he throws the doll into the stands, like as a giveaway. That's all they do. They just stand, they just wait, like behind the plexiglass, waiting for somebody to hit a home run. But it's like, ah, the Fanatic's over here. He's going to go into the crowd. And uh, they weren't expecting it, and the Fanatic got ushered out of there by security. <laughs> Did the Fanatic try any food items? Because I know they've got some exotic food, like pufferfish, which is very dangerous, right? And they also have sushi, they've got some wild. Yeah. Uh, raw fish. John, Fanatic has to be careful about that because it, it, it could be considered cannibalism, you know, with what he's eating. <laughs> right. uh, he doesn't want to eat a cousin. Right. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he did want to bring his hot dog launcher over there. He was destined to try to shoot uh, sushi into the into the crowd, but uh, it did not happen. Karaoke? Does Fanatic do karaoke? Can't talk, John. You know better than anybody. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> John, all right. This podcast has gotten completely out of hand. Uh, is there anything else you got? You no, I'm just else? I'm just very excited. So for Philly fans out there, you heard Dave, uh, June eighth and ninth, uh, and it's going to be. I know tickets great. don't go on sale for a while, but uh, it's going. I just know at, going out to the Eagles, Jaguars, uh, how much fun it was, especially the, seeing all the Phillies 
our Philadelphia fans come out there, yeah. it's going to be gonna fantastic. Be well, you make a good point because we really don't have any information. If you're listening to our podcast and uh, you want to contact me and John, we have no information. <laughs> you know, because I already have. I have a uh, a second cousin who's already reached out to me. Hey, Tom, I want to go to the game in London. How do I get tickets? I'm like, I, I have no idea. Well, and they might no want to reach out to Dave because uh, to learn. Yeah, yeah. Because there's different uh, vocab. Even though we are speak the same language, it's two different continents and and we have uh, there's different like if you say you know my the kit's in the boot that means your uh, uniform is in the trunk of the car huh. right but you didn't know what a kit in the no. boot right <laughs> what? and when they go to a restaurant they hear bangers and mash they have no idea what that no what's going on right so there's a lot of you know dave can kind of help uh, people understand what the different uh, words mean huh. lorries and Whatever else that could come about. All right, that's you're scary. Now yeah, you're scaring me. Yeah, because if you say you're pissed, right? Yes. Now, what do you? What would you think? You're you're well, upset, right? That's drunk. Yes, right? you're exactly yes. right. But in, obviously, and there's other pissed things. It's a newt. Yes, there's yeah. other things too. You just don't want to say like, well, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get in trouble because there's a there's an item that people wear around their waist, like it's almost like a wallet type like a thing. Fanny pack. Wait, you can't say that, Tom. <laughs> Why not? Don't say that word in England. That's all, all right. I can say. All right. All right. You'll tell me off the air, John. Yes. Oh my God. What did I just say? Are we going to get? Uh, the, are they going to pull the plug no, on us? You didn't the know. Ignorance. You can't be guilty of ignorance. All right. Well, all good, John. This was a lot of fun, and uh, let's keep the winning up for the fighting Phils. And uh, we'll see you next time, everybody, on Phillies Backstage. Backstage with the Goyans.